The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Kia ora and welcome to The Fold. I'm so pumped about this episode, which is feels weird to say, only because I literally had no idea who my subjects were uh, 24 hours ago. Their names are Angelina Del Favaro and Rachel Zoe. They're both Year 13 students at Queen Margaret College in Wellington, and they are amazing like genuinely kind of blow my mind and I you know I think you'll get a lot out of this um, interview they basically when they were in their early teens um, started a sort of like a non-profit social enterprise called find your fire to encourage youth to make a change in their community and from there decided that if they wanted to you know, get get people motivated. They needed to talk to them about issues that they they saw as impacting the world. And so, rather than you know, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of ways you could go about that, right? But what they did was start a print magazine. And you know, as someone who has edited and published print magazines, that's not a small undertaking. It's very costly. It's very time consuming. It's just all kinds of different hard. It's also, you know not what you imagine teenagers doing for so many reasons ranging from magazines have you know some uh, some kind of sense of being an outmoded uh, means of distribution to you know social media being the the primary media and and they discussed that on this but they started this uh, magazine they got funding for it they wrote it they learned they taught themselves how to design and then they distributed it to every high school in New Zealand and you know I've read it it is tightly put together it is in their voice and that's something that they that they talk about it does feel of a piece with um, what uh, Lucy and shit you should care about do obviously on a much bigger and kind of more global scale, but and they sort of specifically mentioned that account as, as being something that informed this. And there's something quite beautiful about this whole, you know, what feels almost like an alternative um, startup media network that's been formed completely outside of the the kind of system of which, you know, stuff and Herald and ultimately the spin-off are a part. You know, they they've done two issues of it and they're in the planning stages of a third and a fourth. They're really, really fired up. They're super in enthusiastic and 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 motivated and the pair of them seem like they can they're just sort of built to overcome anything it's it's a lot and it's also like exhausting you know just the 
the idea of getting through high school was was more than enough for, for me and yet here they are just just casually uh, self-publishing magazines and distributing the link to the country yeah so we, we talk about that we talk about the media consumption the values of, of teenagers about the kind of barriers to it both you know for school and um, you know in terms of people staring them down saying you know stick to your homework kind of thing uh, they're just just amazing inspiring pair and I am not I'm certain that you, <laughs> you will hear more from them the fold is as always brought to you by Vodafone uh, with innovation made simple and world-class network technology Vodafone will help maximize the potential of you and your business find out more at vodafone.com co.nz. This is Angelina and Rachel from Empower on the Fold. Kia ora, Angie and Rachel and welcome to the Fold. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I, my first big burning question is, um, I don't take this the wrong way, but uh, why did you start a print magazine in 2021 as teenagers? That's so interesting to me because I'm like, a print tragic. I subscribe to a bunch of magazines, but I'm 41 years old and uh, from a very, very different generation. T- talk you through your thinking about behind uh, Empower. Yeah. So, yeah, the reason we wanted to create a print magazine was because we know there are students out there in New Zealand who can't afford to have a laptop or to look at things online. And so we wanted this magazine to be or the magazines to be accessible to everyone. And so to have uh, hard copies in schools was kind of the aim just to have it yeah, available for everyone. And especially now in like the digital age, so many people are just always attracted to like their laptops, their phones. And we thought it would be like nice to have this resource just in front of you and like accessible and yeah, to everyone. That's so cool. <laughs> and But obviously it's also like a, it's a massive challenge. There's so many layers to it because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're doing a kind of an activism or a kind or trying to reach people through social media, on some level, it's you know it's a thirty second process setting up your distribution channel. A lot mm. of work besides. And I don't mean to belittle that, but a print magazine requires designers, requires printers, requires distribution, requires funding <laughs> on a major yes, scale. Yeah. Uh, you're also like these things are thirty pages long. There's a lot of copy in them. Talk me through the process of getting from here's our big idea to this thing is in schools around New Zealand. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so basically uh, we started our first magazine actually in year 10 and for school we were set up a community project. So basically students were required like big or small to embark on like a project of any kind really. And at that stage, yeah, we were like, we didn't really know what we were going to do. But like after like looking at the news and Angie. Um, yeah. And my mum uh, worked at ACC and she was looking at the family harm statistics and was sharing them with me. And I was like, wow, I never knew that family harm was such a huge issue in New Zealand. And yeah, I think we have one of the highest rates of family harm in the developed world. And so we realised, you know, that's that's a topic that we want to focus on. Mm. And like, yeah, we were wondering like how we're going to make this impact. And like after brainstorming so many ideas, we like set it on a magazine. So I thought it was quite an authentic way to like get to our readers. And especially now, of course, in the digital age where everything's just online, there's so much information to consume. We just wanted like a resource people could easily like pull out and just read. Yeah. So in order to start writing, we had to... There was actually not that much information online. Um, so we had to do a lot of interviews. Uh, we uh, interviewed some counsellors and 
then we wrote the magazine. Mm. Uh, I think we spent a few days straight just writing and editing. And what was really important when we wrote was to make sure it was our voice coming through. It wasn't some sort of like research article from the internet. It was students speaking to students. And so... Yeah, and then after that began the designing process. And like at that stage, we were 13 and none of us had any of the skills. We didn't really know how to write formally, didn't know how to present and become like have an engaging resource for our audience. And yeah, yeah designing especially, we had to learn that all from scratch. So yeah, Angie yeah. and I were starting to use InDesign, which we thought was like a really good like designing um, program. And we had to really learn that all from there's yeah. nothing, yeah. We did initially try to get a designer online. Um, and so we got it. We got the design back from them and it, it didn't quite meet our, I guess, our vision for what we wanted the magazine to be. So we, were, we had two options, just suck it up and stick with that magazine or to redesign it ourselves. And so we chose redesign it ourselves. And that's when we learned how to use the designing software. Mm. And then after that, uh, what's next? Money. 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 How do you pay for it? Yes, <laughs> money. So, yeah, so I think for the first magazine, we were very fortunate to have ACC on board straight away uh, because they had a portfolio for Family Harm. And so they were able to sponsor us. And then we have some amazing people at Fuji Xerox who have partnered on us with us for our first magazine and our second magazine. And so they print the magazine for free and ACC provided uh, the money for, distribution. for paper and distribution. Yeah. For our second magazine, it was a bit more of a challenge. Um, I do think I emailed most businesses that are in New Zealand, in New Zealand <laughs> to get funding. Uh, but we just kept emailing until we got uh, some yeses and we were able to get money for paper and distribution. But yeah, it was definitely a longer process for the second magazine. Mm. Honestly, I'm just exhausted <laughs> yeah. just thinking about it. Uh, you know, j- what has been the response to it? And, and how many, like... How many copies did you, did you distribute? And, and yeah, like just, just talk me through after the process of creation, how did it land? Yeah. So basically for the first magazine, I think we printed about a couple of thousand. Yeah, a couple thousand. Yeah, and we wanted that. We think we gave like two or three magazines to every secondary school in New Zealand. And we really wanted it to be in libraries or just as a resource in classrooms or counsellors. And since then, we've gotten through our email, we've gotten like quite a few like schools coming back for more. Yeah. Or just like counsellors saying like how great of a resource it is for students. Yeah. And same for our second magazine. We also, I think we printed a couple thousand, sent that to the secondary schools across New Zealand. And from that one also, we also got um, requests for more magazines and teachers saying that uh, they would use it in class. And we even had a student who used it in class email us about it. And so that was really, you know, gratifying and really cool to know that students are using it and finding it to be a useful resource. Mm. So what's the... I mean, I, I, you've, you've talked through the, the idea of the magazine as, as the, the format, you know, and, and, and I think you made the case quite well. But when what just describe the, the way that you consume media. And, and like you said, there was this, um, you know, this, this sort of re- research phase and, and finding that there wasn't actually a lot on these topics for you. Like, what? What, what is uh, the, the typical way that, that you and your peer group kind of um, consume media in the broader sense of the word? 
Yeah, I think our generation, um, a lot of the time now we get a lot of information from social media. There are amazing accounts that do post um, current events. And I think that's a lot how a lot of our peers uh, get informa- information rather than uh, look, watching the news. Um, and I think that's something we actually do want to branch out to start doing um, is having this available through social media as well Uh, but I think we're also quite attracted to having things that are hard copy I don't know if you've heard of like the Frankie magazines yeah Mm. I think that's something that my generation is quite interested in just because of the appeal just how it looks looks, yeah. yeah and that's something that we would pick up and we would have a read and I think that's sort of a the aesthetic we were going towards when we made this magazine to make so it was something that another student like us would pick up and wouldn't feel sort of ashamed of picking up and reading they would you know it's something cool to have and to read Mm. and just like I feel like no one really wants to be reading a report or even like a news article when you're just scrolling through like like tons of like words and just like reading we want something like they can easily pick up like big facts or stats that you can yeah yeah mm. but to answer your question i think yeah a lot of the time social media um is our is, main source of information yeah which i guess there is the argument that it might be slightly unreliable but i think there is a huge move towards having reliable facts out there from some really incredible accounts mm. are there, are there, what are some of the accounts that that you appreciate that you follow and feel like they do a good job of speaking to your generation in a way that I mean, because I think that 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 insight you have around like it should feel like your uh, the the tone of voice and the feeling like it's it's someone speaking to you in in a mm. way that it's not you know it doesn't have that kind of top down feel. Are there are some accounts that you think do it very well. Yeah, there's definitely I know one that comes to mind. I don't know if I could say it because it has the S word in it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah. It's, it's, you should it's care New Zealand about, based. Right? Yeah, 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 run by New Zealand. Yeah, I think that one's a really really fabulous account, um, and the graphics are incredible, and I think the posts are to the point. And I think that's something our generation really appreciates. We don't want to be reading these long articles. We want something that's to the point, tells us what's going on, where it's going on, and how we can help. Mm. Another one, a good one, is Impact. If oh, you, yeah, Impact, yeah, yeah, Impact. When you just scroll through their feed, it's really visually appealing, and it covers like a broad range of issues. And yeah, it, makes, it helps us get real informed about every type of issue, really. At Zed, we're all about moving with the times. And now it's time to be part of the climate change solution and move on from fossil fuels. As a company providing fuel to people all over the country, we also know we have a real opportunity to lead that change. We're committed to keeping Aotearoa moving by providing the right energy for everyone. We believe that innovation in fuel and how it's used can make a huge difference to our planet. Find out more at z.co.nz. Do you feel like there's a tension between like with but the obviously with social media and those accounts that you describe a lot of the time the issues that they're talking about are global um, yes. and and you know and if you look at your current issue with its focus on modern slavery which is tremendously important but um, and and I think it's you you've done a great job with covering it but is there a tension between a kind of a global outlook and versus like quality information sources that speak to a local community as you said before there's um you know the family harm statistics for new zealand you know might be something that you would miss if if you're following international based social accounts but that 
that uh, are inevitably focusing on global issues or issues for, that are predominant in another part of the world. No, I think no, I think you do make a good point about that, and I don't think that's something I've really thought about. But yeah, I think when you do look at um, such accounts. It because it covers global news. You see, you do see a lot of things from, say, America um, and Europe. You know, there is things. There are things about New Zealand, but I guess relative to what's going on in the rest of the world, we kind of seem like a, a minority in a way. And actually, seem pretty well off actually, because yeah. I feel like whenever New Zealand is presented in the media, it's in a positive light. light. Yeah, and I do think there are it, there is a lack in me in media of. I guess accounts, places that just share New Zealand, solely just New Zealand news and things that are going on in our country and maybe painting it in more of a real light, not not a, I guess, a very perfect world. It's, you know, showing the raw stuff that's going on. Because I feel like even now, like if you like scroll through the comments on posts, like you see, I feel like most people you do regard New Zealand as like some sort of utopia. So, yeah, like a nice little oasis island. Yeah, and New Zealand's New Zealanders feel quite influenced and proud, I guess. Yeah. At the same time, they don't realise the issues that we are battling in the country. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why when we saw the family harm statistics, that was such a surprise to us. Because living in New Zealand, we feel so privileged and I still feel very privileged to live here because our country is absolutely awesome. But I think sometimes we do overlook the problems that we have and get quite wrapped up in the problems in other countries. Mm. Yeah, that's that's really interesting to me. And I think it's so true that because of our response to the pandemic, because we have this young woman, Prime Minister, you know, who's had, uh, you know, been pregnant, had a baby, well, yeah. you know, not long after being elected, there is some sense that we've become this kind of cute little meme country that yeah. doesn't really bear much scrutiny. And... New Zealanders are understandably and in some ways rightly very proud of that, but yeah. it, it, it can feel like, and even this whole team of five million thing, like if you are to scratch the surface and point about point at the things that aren't really working here, there is, you know, you're you're some kind of traitor to to the team. Um, yeah. Do do you, do you feel like uh, amongst your generation there is a, you know. Do, do you feel like they sort of buy into the kind of or, or defend that that image of New Zealand or are they more kind of conscious of the realities? And obviously, like this is a generation, there's lots of different kinds of people represented. But if you're speaking broadly, uh, do the realities of the the complexities of, of New Zealand come through? Uh, you know, amongst your peers, do you think? I think it really depends on the issue, to be honest. Like, especially for climate change, of course, New Zealand is a small country in com comparison to everyone else. And obviously, we wouldn't probably have such a large environmental impact. And it seems like everyone in our generation is very passionate about keep, like, maintaining, like, yeah, maintaining our climate. It's, yeah. But, like, in terms of family harm and modern slavery, it's definitely not an issue that our generation is very much aware of. But I do feel like, I think I've said this before, I feel like our generation has a little bit of a, a, a spark or a unique sort of drive where we are really keen to make some sort of impact and I guess almost test the stereotypes and test the boundaries. And I, I think, yes, in a way we are slightly under the influence of this sort of perfect New Zealand team of five, mil, five million idea. But I think we are heading towards, you know, Becoming more aware. Yeah, becoming yeah, becoming more aware of what's happening. Mm. Have you found since 
Well, what is? I mean, you, you've talked about your intended audience, but whenever you do something like this, I feel like you know there is a sense that sometimes uh, you know there there is a group of New Zealanders, um, broadly speaking, who it feels like they're they're really interested in what teenagers are, are doing and kind of rooting for them to and and you know this multiple examples of New Zealand te teenagers from Lord to Lydia Ko to, to Benny to you know you name them have done crazy world shaking stuff um, and then there but there's also a group who are like just be kids yeah don't worry about this stuff um, you know do, do your homework and keep quiet <laughs> oh yeah we've definitely uh, come you, across those people have you experienced that yeah yeah definitely I th when we when we started our first magazine and we just proposed the idea we definitely got a lot of strange looks and sort of uh question like remarks from people who were just what adults who were just wondering you know why we wanted to tackle such a huge issue, issue. Yeah. and i guess that is the reason that 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 right there is the reason why we want to is because people and adults are afraid to talk about such topics and if we keep being afraid then our generation future generations aren't going to be educated about such issues if we just kind of keep brushing it away mm. But yeah, we've definitely come across those people. And I guess that's why it's been so hard, especially for the second magazine, to find sponsorship. Because it's hard to have like people, adults especially, to take us seriously as teenagers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, do, does that ever, does that weigh on you or does it kind of just, you seem like quite determined types. Yeah. Like, like I can imagine <laughs> it's just fuel. Uh, yeah, it really is fuel. <laughs> Keeps us motivated. But uh, it definitely makes it more of a challenge. But yeah. No, we're determined to reach the end goal, regardless mm. of what stands in our way. So, what is the end goal? Where would you like like to see you know this this end up in a in a dream state? Yeah, I mean, ideally, we just like to continue with the magazine series. We've got um, the body image one coming up next. We're really keen to maybe focus on mental health. It's a biggie, but we're I think that's a topic that I think resonates with a lot of our generation. Um, and yeah, the second one, we, I mean, the third magazine, we want to take global if possible. Mm, while still maintaining, I guess, a, new, a very New Zealand focus, especially within New Zealand. I don't know. I, I, I feel like we want to have like a New Zealand version and a global version at the same time. Keep it something that's special to Aotearoa. Yeah. But have it globally as well. And then if possible, we'd really love to have a website and to have these available online uh, just so people across the globe can access the first and second magazines and I guess people who maybe don't go to school because there, there would be readers who don't attend school but might want to read the magazines. So I think, yeah, that would be awesome, having a nice magazine series, hard copy, <laughs> some across the globe and online. Mm. So do you consider yourselves journalists and, and is journalism or publishing like... Is there something? I mean, you're you're coming towards the end of your schooling, right? Like, what what's the um, what's does this feel like? You you just got into your career when you you were thirteen, and and uh, and it's sailing on from there, or is this you know what where 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 to next? Yeah, I mean, I think this is something that we really enjoy, and I don't think we can see our future without it. Mm -hmm. um, and. We, I don't think anything to do with journalism is something that we ever delved into before starting the magazine, but it was something we ended up really enjoying. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
I definitely see doing our keeping up with our magazines in our future. I mean, I don't know exactly for what we'd be doing like profession wise, but it's definitely like a part time job that I don't think we'd be giving up. Like <laughs> exactly. a, a hobby and a part time job mixed together in a way. Kia ora e te te ahi Butler here, podcast manager at the Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz/donate. The Spinoff Podcast Network.